0: sage i'm glad we got the uh freddie mercury david bowie version and not the vanilla ice ripoff
1: no that's that's not a good version
0: you can clearly tell the difference but i know the whole fight was about the baseline And Vanilla Ice is like, oh, no, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like this. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. 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 I don't believe anything Vanilla
2: Ice says at this point.
0: You know, what's funny is uh, I only went on the road twice with the Cats, and that was for the opener against Stanford. And then the, the Texas Bowl had the opportunity to go see some legends in concert. And that was Vanilla Ice was performing, I think it was the night before the, Texas, or the uh, Stanford game in Dallas, was performing. Could have seen Vanilla Ice in person, didn't do it. And then I remember that Saturday, before the Texas Bowl, the dude, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's the dude that made Sandstorm. I was like, the oh, Rude. man.
1: The that, Rude. Or I, yeah, w, I don't yeah.
0: know. But I was like, man, what a time. If that was like a day later, <laughs> you would have had a lot of K-State <laughs> fans there in attendance to go watch – a dude, click play on a laptop and scratch some records and hey, get, get to what the people want, and that's some sandstorm. Come on, it worked for Daft Punk for a number of years. Those were some catchy tunes, I'll be honest with you. going to celebrate, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. One, one more time, that's what it's called. One more time. Yeah, That was alright, not too bad, you know? I, I couldn't tell you too much about Daft Punk. I just know the dude, like, he just died, right? Or one of them died? I don't believe so. No? Who, am I thinking about somebody else? Maybe they just retired. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, they
1: just retired. Oh, yeah.
0: well. Hung so up the sp- their career's now dead. Hung up the spaceman suits and called it good. I don't keep up with techno. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to the audience that want to hear my techno takes. But, uh, you know, I, I don't like the half-ass things around here. It, it's EDM not techno. Well, there you go. The 50-year-old has trumped me on music <laughs> once again. Only because I'm left trying to
2: figure out why in the heck they utilize red rock so much for EDM concerts out there. Uh, yeah, to the point that it turned into a whole fight over uh
0: noise levels. You know what? Speaking of music, let's get back to real music here. All right, we aren't going to do it. we're going to do it again, Sage. I need I'm feeling so good about last night's win. I need some more pain train. Bring it to us. Woo! 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 Pain
1: train. Woo! Pain train. Woo! Pain train. Woo! Pain
0: Why did the name techno change to EDM? Why was there a change? Techno is a better name. Electric dance music is weak. They already had to give it an acronym because everybody got tired of saying electric dance music.
2: I think it would be because they want to say that it's essentially a different genre than just straight out techno. But
0: it's not. It's not. Sage, do you know anything about this stuff?
2: Well, and, and let's be honest, techno kind of got the bad rap of, because of raves.
1: Well, I mean, you have a lot of electronic of music. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of, like, genres and subgenres in electronic music. So, really? Like- yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you have, like, EDM and techno. They are technically two separate. What's
0: what's the subgenres? Macintosh and Apple?
1: You have, like, house. <laughs> house is a subgenre. <laughs> But yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of nuances in electronic music.
2: <laughs> Again, I it kind of falls into in into this that a friend tweeted out a little while ago: five stages of grief for a musician—denial, anger, anger, depression, writing a song about it, and profit.
0: You know, I, I've heard a lot of stories of like guitarists. They have you know they they put their guitars on a wall for decoration. Do EDM people put like Windows ninety five? computers on their wall (laughs) they prop up those big old cubes yeah hang a hang a laptop on the wall (laughs) i would i would actually i'd love to see somebody bring like a windows 98 you know the big old box computer and bring it up on stage and perform with that now i'm interested
2: put one of the old macintoshes from the computer labs on campus in the in kedsey hall from when i was in
0: school Put that on the wall. We when I was in school, I remember when I was in grade school. We had the Apple computers that had like the the colors to it. Like the, it was like it was mostly like it was kind of see through ish, and it had mm-hmm. like a big old blue. Yeah, the iMac. to it. The iMac. Mm-hmm. Those were cool, but I never got the mouse. The mouse was really weird to me. See, we had the clunky box. I Had those two, but they were they were specifically designed for school, but it came with. Oregon Trail, it came with those Mm -hmm. classic games you play in school. I was always an Oregon Trail kid from as far back as I can remember. If you put a computer in front of me right now, I could play Oregon Trail for a while. And video games are not exactly things that have aged well over the years. Uh, A few have, but not many. I mean, to be quite honest with you, there's a lot of people out there that have tried to profit off bringing back arcades, like the cabinet arcade games. You don't, I don't think you get a lot of returning customers because they get bored with them, especially the younger crowd. The younger crowd might. Given my
2: viewpoint on them, I still play them. But oh, I do too, for sure. I, you know, I've, I've got an emulator on my PC at home, and... I will throw Pac-Man on there. All
0: right. We're 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 way off track. I, there's a few things I wanted to talk about before I get out of here, <laughs> and we get so sidetracked so easily. I love it. I love that about the show. But I, I want to bounce off of what Derek Young was saying before we wrapped up with him about a glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's easily the result that we all saw after beating Texas. A one-point win. You go on the road. Vegas ad yet is a ten-and-a-half-point dog. The cats as road dogs go in th- there with those beautiful black uniforms. Which guys, again, look at those uniforms. Mm. They're great. Mm. Easily turn those into some football uniforms. Am I not mm. right about that? I mean, come on. Why, dude? You watched half the game and you went to bed. I don't need to hear. Hey, some your of us had to work in the morning. Uh, it didn't matter if the game went until eight o'clock, midnight. Doesn't matter. I was staying up to watch the cats. You had the perk of watching the Longhorn Network, and I did not. I listened, by the way, I listened to the only radio I have in my home because I didn't want the delay on the online feed. So I have a clock radio by my bed, and that's what I listened to. Okay. While I was having some uh, Mexican taco shop <laughs> from Topeka. Because no that's what no, I cr-
2: no crumbs in bed, I hope. No. Okay, all right.
0: That's what a vacuum's for or a dog. Now, same difference. <laughs> I, I'm all sidetracked now. I don't know how I'm going to deliver a good segment here, but I'm going to try j- just some general thoughts about what a glimmer of hope mean means. And that is exactly what it means. It's a glimmer of hope. It's not a it, I mean, if you do beat can- if K-State beats Kansas Saturday, it turns from a glimmer to, I think, a, a bright beam at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. because you can actually see a bright future. And you could probably see a bright future just off of these two wins, but it's not enough, I guess is what I'm getting at here. It's not enough if you go back to the non-con, and really actually just overall in general with the season, K-State has had close games slip through their fingers. And I mentioned earlier this week about how close wins do you no good at this, at this point in time. Because moral victories do not count – for anything, when it comes to any sort of selection committee, they don't care about those things, and especially with the seat, with the spot case it was in just a few games ago, where they were one game above 500 and they start 0 and four in Big 12 play, they hadn't done themselves any favors. Besides three of those three of those losses being by just one possession, that's three one possession losses in conference play. And then your great opportunity at home to take down a pretty decent Marquette team also slips through your fingers. So they are playing these last couple games behind the eight ball when it came to the future success. And Bruce Weber trying to save his job, the team playing for Bruce Weber, there's a lot of motivation. But as fans, certainly, you just didn't quite believe yet because you hadn't seen the results, you hadn't seen the W's. Well, now this team does have a glimmer of hope. You will find K-State at number 65 in the net ranking, which is pretty important when it comes to who gets in and who, who's out of the NCAA tournament. So right now, according to the net ranking, K-State has now established themselves as a bubble team, which is, which is big because of how they did not capitalize on the head start on building a resume in the non-con after losing to Arkansas, who is right now, I believe, they're like in the 40s mm-hmm. of the net ranking. Expected you, to be higher, but have not have not performed as well as had been thought that well, they would. Shortly after they got stomped by Oklahoma, mm-hmm. after losing to or after beating K State, and then Illinois. They are a top-20 team. They're still pretty solid. They just have three losses on the year. They're, they're a good team. And, and battled Purdue to double overtime the other day. But also losing to Marquette. That one also hurt. So, K-State and the non-con did not have a win, a quality win yet. Mm-hmm. Nothing close. Wichita State's having a down year, clearly. And, uh, and Nebraska's terrible. And you, you squeaked by with that win. If, I mean, losing that game would have really sucked mm-hmm. if you're K-State. The glimmer of hope is K State in the last two games have taken down the number two and number four team in the preseason poll of the of the Big Twelve. One and three is next. Man, we couldn't shut up last week about how K State really needs that win against TCU because the next four games virtually feel unwinnable. Mm-hmm. And losing to TCU, what was the what was the talk? Bruce Weber's done. How can he recover from this? Well, the recovery has, you know, the paddles. There's been one shot to the chest. You're getting a pulse. The team is alive. They're not done. The record doesn't say postseason yet. But it also goes back to kind of the middle section of the conversation we've been having over the last week is they've had very slim margin of error. And since we've been saying that, they haven't committed any errors. Yeah, they've the, won two games.
2: The, the margin of error wound up being a lot slimmer in the non-conference than maybe we even thought it was, because as we went into the season, the expectation that you, I, Dave, G had was that we were looking Sage. at a, yeah that we were looking at a team that could be 500 in conference play, and would probably put themselves in the mix for the conference tournament. But they didn't show much of that at all in the non-conference schedule. And how much of that is that learning process that's necessary when you've got a number of guys that are new to your program and haven't played together, and you're trying to find where the parts do exactly fit? You can attribute, I think, some of that to it. This team is finding a stride now because all of those parts are back and in play, and there's been a lot of practice time thrown in for good measure. Uh, admits the schedule or at least a good bit of time to try and get that flow right. And it feels like that they have, of course, anything's possible. It could come off the rails again on Saturday when they play Kansas or they could pull one out against the Jayhawks on Saturday and have everybody buzzing going into the matchup with Baylor.
0: If you beat Kansas, it's not, it's no longer a must win. I think in Waco. No, like you go through this four game stretch and you finish three and one. That's huge. That is big time for this team, especially the way they lost to TCU. Yeah, that heartbreaker. It was you know Bruce Weber and the guys were saying that they just they didn't know how to win. Well, it's clear now that they figured out a way to win, and I love now that they're starting to go small ball. It's working. You have more athletes on the court. You're limiting the fives, which I don't mean any offense, but they're just not delivering which in the way you would hope, Carlton Lingard was getting a few more minutes and and really kind of feels like he's kind of been the better big out there. He would have been just fine if he knocked down free throws yesterday. Mm -hmm. Would have been just fine.
2: But as as a group, the fives continue to be the recruiting hole, if you will, for for K-State. They've not been able to recruit a five that can perform game in, game out at the level that they have wanted in Bruce's system.
0: And I think it's – and before we take this break and I get out of here and head over to Bramlage, I want to point out, what, you've said this actually quite a bit off the air and about how eight teams can make it in. Mm-hmm. Eight, you know, you, I mentioned this not too long ago where in the Big 12, I don't like it when the coaches use the conference strength as an excuse, but I love it when you can use it as a way to gloat. And if you start winning, then you can start to gloat. And I'm talking gloating with the resume. And this is the time to build a resume after you didn't get it done in the non-con. The glimmer of hope is there. The beaming light is beating Kansas. And on top of that, you're
2: helped out by the fact that the ACC is down this year. They're not going to get the number of teams that they normally expect to get in the tournament. Uh, The Big East has a ton of question marks in regards to what they're going to have come tournament time. The AAC, Cincinnati, is an okay ball club. Uh, but in general, there's plenty of question marks top to bottom there. I know Wichita State was expected to be better than what they've performed at this point. Just, yeah, it, it's it's a year where the Big 12, as a league, can really take advantage of the weakness of some of the other conferences and get eight in. I really do believe that.
0: On that, I need to make like a tree and get out of here. Uh, Troy has taken over. And, you know, like the disclaimer I gave you yesterday, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything could be said. <laughs> Heck, Eric Dickerson got 13 <laughs> minutes yesterday. <laughs> but he is, I believe, going to give you a number one song of the day and yes. ask us anything. And Sage, you're going to join him with that as well. I'm out of here. The game continues next.
2: K-State women's basketball again coming up uh, within the well just over the half hour. We're not too all that far away from it as the Cats get ready to match up with Kansas tonight out at Bramlage Coliseum. Just looking over the numbers, it really is amazing how K-State has dominated this series. For all of the discussion about how Kansas men have dominated specifically over the last forty years in the men's side of the series, K-State on the women's side have just continued to to roll up a mark that is unreal when you try to look at this as a rivalry game. But I think and and I would love to know, and I didn't have the opportunity to dig into it too deep All time 77 and 48 is the record for K State over KU. But I I wonder about the last time that the two teams go into the game with a combined seven or fewer losses. K State going in tonight is 13 and 4, Kansas 11 and 3, both mentioned in the AP top 25. Of course, the Cats fell out of the top 25 with the two losses last week while KU picked up some votes this week because of their effort against Baylor eventually falling to the Bears at Allen Fieldhouse their last time out. 44 meetings, K-State is 36-8. and That's how dominant the Wildcats have been, including Jeff Mitty's 14-2 and mark coaching at K-State. It has been a series that has been more purple than it has been crimson, as uh, the Wildcats have played exceptionally well against KU in their history. Tonight's matchup, an interesting one, in the fact that you've got the Jayhawks sitting at two and two now in the conference. The Wildcats, with those two losses last week, went from three and zero and fell to three and two now in conference action, and trying to get right after. Really having a bad day at the office on Saturday as they fell at Texas Tech, managing just one field goal make in the fourth quarter and missed their last 12 shots. So that's where the Cats are trying to get right, while Kansas, much like what we saw K State do on the men's side with the loss to TCU. Kansas found, found themselves in that type of a situation on Sunday afternoon over Red Allen Fieldhouse where they were on the wrong end of a comeback as Baylor was able to claw out the victory rallying from late in the, that contest to gain the win. Again, tip time 6:30 tonight it is on ESPN Plus besides of course being heard right here on News Radio KMAN. Attention then turns to the high school basketball docket. You heard, of course, uh, Manhattan High in action on the girls' side uh, last night at Topeka High. Mitch had the call of that one online while the uh, men's team was gearing up for the matchup with uh, Texas last evening. The Manhattan boys are in the Tournament of Champions out at Dodge City starting tomorrow. I'll trek out there and have the coverage through the weekend of that tournament as the Indians open with Mays tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. Mays coming into that ballgame at 8-1, and and yet they're not the number one seed. Dodge City is, as the uh, Demons have not lost a game yet this year. It's a pretty loaded tournament as uh, Manhattan goes in trying to find a way to get onto that winner's side of the bracket, but you've got Wichita East, Olathe East, Campus, Eisenhower, and Wichita Heights all in that tournament, besides the Indians matching up with Mays tomorrow afternoon. That tournament then continues through Saturday as it's out at uh, United Wireless Arena. And we'll have that coverage for you, of course, right here on News Radio KMAN. Funny how those trips out to Western Kansas have kind of become mine to take this year. Garden City to start the football season, and now out to Dodge to. <laughs> As if I haven't spent enough road time in western Kansas over the last 20-some-odd years. Okay, the occasional drive back, yes, that that would be it, but still. Uh, or over the years, I was covering games at the JUCO level. We could get into that discussion, too. So, anyway, I'll be with you for that coverage again tomorrow afternoon for Manhattan High. When we come back, we'll hit you with your number one song of the day. And we'll see what Sage has up her sleeve for Ask Anything today as well as the game continues. One of the good things is that when it was dumped into the system, they kept the organ fade in on it. I have heard too many times people try to just jump on right at the start of the vocal.
1: No, it's iconic. You You have have to to have. You have
2: to have the organ ramp up. The Supremes from 1965. I could do the Big Boss Radio thing here. We don't. We don't have a way to put echo here, do we?
1: Not that I have available.
2: (laughs) Mary Wilson and Diana Ross, Florence Ballard. The Motown Hits of the Supremes. See, I'm yeah. It's good enough. It it yeah, it works. <laughs> yes, I could do do oldies if we have to. Yes. Of course they hailed from Michigan, all three of them in fact. Got to know each other as they were from the Brewster Douglas Public Housing Project in the Motor City. Yes, Florence Ballard, Mary Wilson, Diana Ross. Diana is the only one of the three still alive. Mm-hmm. And of course you would recognize her daughter on Blackish.
1: Right. And I feel like Diana Ross is also the most well-known of the three.
2: She had the most notable post-group yeah. career. Mary Wilson had a okay post-Supremes career. But Diana Ross was still uh, a superstar yeah, caliber uh, in her post-Supreme's career. You don't pull off the whiz, <laughs> I think, with Mary Wilson as opposed to Diana Ross. Oh, no,
1: Well, Diana Ross is a powerhouse, firstly.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Mary Wilson's voice and talents are are good, but there's just... something something there yeah Yeah. there's something there that diana had that mary wilson didn't in terms of in terms of being a superstar ranked as the 16th greatest hot 100 artists of all time by billboard the supremes were also called by the magazine the number one girl group of all time this was the fourth of 12 number one hits that they had It only was two weeks at number one in 1965. All told, 29 studio albums, 32 top 40 hits as part of that train that was the Motown sound in the 60s. Songwriter Lamont Dozier got the idea for the title and the lyric, because of what came out of his mouth in the midst of an argument. His girlfriend caught him cheating. Ooh. And in the heat of the ensuing argument, he uttered the words. I, I have a tough time really believing the story, <laughs> but this, this is how it's told by Dozier. He said, baby, please stop in the name of love before you break my heart.
1: That's a little dramatic to be saying in the heat of the moment.
2: Now, the way the story goes, he was trying to defuse the situation. It didn't help. She was still going to break up with him. So he asked her to think it over. There's your other lyric. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Dozier says he knows the lines were a bit corny, but thought they would fit well into a song. When it hit number one, the Supremes became the first act to land four consecutive singles at the top of the Hot 100, Number 38 on the list of 100 Greatest Girl Group Songs of All Time. And Rolling Stone's Top 500 leaves me scratching my head again. Only rated it out at 254.
1: Yeah, I feel like every time we get to that point, like this point in <laughs> ask or the number one song of the day, I feel like songs should be ranked a lot higher. <laughs>
2: <than> right? <not. laughs> um, one of these days... I need to talk with former local musician slash fellow student radio guy at the time that I was in school, Eric Mm Moline, with uh, Truck Stop Love and (laughs) uh, Ultimate Mm Fakebook, now is the group that he's been doing stuff with. Eric wrote some for the last batch of the Rolling Stone 500 and would be a good guy to pick his brain. Over.
1: As to why. <laughs>
2: now, granted, he was leaning more towards the, the entries that, you know, along the lines of Nirvana, mm-hmm. Kiss. Eric's always been a huge Kiss fan. Eric is also uh, one of the Air Guitar guys.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> won the World Award a number of years back.
1: For, for Air Guitar? For Air Guitar. That's an interesting award. What's the criteria for air guitar. He was the
2: air guitarist of the year. The world's top air guitarist of the... Yeah, I'll have to pull up the video and show you the performance. But he's got the 80s hair metal thing down pat with it. (laughs) On top of looking like... Dave Grohl yeah. <laughs> and he does get mistaken for Dave Grohl
1: right <laughs> I just don't understand like so air guitar he's basically in Olympics term like the gold medal for that
2: right? one year yes he was oh for yeah, that but one he, year he, well he won the again. American title that year and, and performed at the international one in I want to say it was Norway okay but and who
1: judges these just randos <laughs> no
2: no they, they, they've got a whole panel
1: oh my gosh but
2: Oh yeah, this is you know we had the competition I know in the course of the summer uh, downtown.
1: Okay. Yeah. That
2: that was part of the uh, Thursday nights downtown. Right. And you know that's kind of an offshoot of it, but yeah. And that yeah. makes
1: sense for like a like a third thursday or a thursday night kind mm-hmm. of thing a downtown event that's what it makes sense for in my mind not at like international <laughs> <laughs> level competition
2: yeah, the last time i talked to eric in fact was uh, on the heels of him performing <laughs> at the international one so uh talked in person that is with him anyway or via phone right uh, so uh yeah that continues to be a uh, interesting twist in our world is that yes air guitar has now become a competitive sport if you will. All right. <laughs> and we have taken you from the Supremes to thank you to the Rolling Stone 500. To that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one of the things that always amazed me about Diana Ross's career including the time that the Supremes were as a group at Motown, I don't I don't recognize a flaw single flaw in a note that I have ever heard on a Diana Ross song. Oh
1: no. I mean y- even if you were trying to look for that kind of thing, because her voice, even if she was making mistakes, it's just gorgeous kind of thing. So I don't think she can. <laughs> I don't think she can make a mistake. <laughs>
2: You know, the, the harmony with Lila Ritchie on Endless Love mm-hmm. remains timeless. Yes. Uh, it, it's it, about, about maybe the only note that, you know, you could say that she missed on was playing on The Wiz. Um, <laughs> because that was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing was weird. And I did not watch when they tried to pull the live version off a few years back. Yeah. No, I avoided that. Michael Jackson as the Scarecrow. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) really? Okay. Um, But yes, uh, Diana. And and we talked about actually with the Jackson 5 a few weeks back on on one of our songs that their initial album was presented as Diana Ross Presents Mm -hmm. the Jackson 5.
1: Yes. I think that's to like get hype.
2: Yeah. You know, it was to add, add the name recognition
1: And then say oh now here's jackson five
2: and of course diana and michael had that relationship then throughout his career and and until his death they they were exceptionally tight yeah as friends and so uh but it started with motown putting her name on the initial jackson five album
1: well, makes sense in, in some ways, just to kind of, yeah, like you said, get that name on there. And then here's Jackson 5. Now let's plunge them into stardom as well.
2: 252, the length of this song, by the way. If you think that it feels a little short, you know, that was, that was also a trait of the Motown era, was that everything had to be 305 or less, mm-hmm. as Billy Joel wisely sang on The Entertainer. <laughs> years ago ask us anything coming up we've also of course got k-state women's basketball top of the hour against kansas on the way here on news radio kman more than my love by the way sage i know mitch mentioned it earlier but welcome back Thank you. Feeling better?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right now I do have a little bit of a cough. I've heard that people can have like lingering effects Mm -hmm. after having COVID. Mm -hmm. That's mine. (laughs) So I will be laying in bed at night just coughing up a storm. (laughs) Other than that, I'm okay.
2: Yeah, on that note, we'll just kind of leave it be because uh, (laughs) it it gets into memories that I don't want to remember from being from... (laughs) 2000 to 2014 i just don't want to go there um (laughs)
1: the
2: the three weeks in a hospital were not fun no we'll we'll put it that way but uh but it is good to see you back and recovering (laughs) all right what's on the slate
1: all right so for ask us anything what is a movie or tv world that you would least want to be stuck in
2: The Simpsons.
1: Oh, The Simpsons. Interesting. Why?
2: Well, for number one, we don't know for sure where the hell Springfield is.
1: Is it (laughs) Illinois? (laughs) Is it just Illinois? (laughs)
2: And and that's a running gag (laughs) with the show is that it is so unidentifiable (laughs) that you don't know. Yeah. And and honestly, uh, the fact that it's a nuclear power plant there that is of questionable operating.
1: Yeah. Not you know, the most that, that, moral. that's
2: concerning. <laughs> you know, just the, the little things there. I mean, yeah. Mosbar. Bar, yeah, okay, could do that, but yeah.
1: There's only one, like, if that's the only positive, then. Mm, right. No, thanks.
2: <laughs> right. You I know, think it,
1: for me. It would be the Truman Show. I don't want to be stuck in a world where everybody is like essentially against me. I mean, to make the show. You know what I mean?
2: It's still amazing the amount of conspiracy that it took. (laughs) The the depth of that conspiracy that it took to pull off an entire show. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And I remember I would drive home with my dad, like when I was young going home from school and someone would pull out in front of him and like cut him off and he's like am I stuck in the Truman Show everyone's trying to slow me down like while we're driving home what is going
2: on <laughs> yeah I could see that uh, <laughs> I will add one other because the other night mm-hmm. uh, Monica was flipping around on TV and came across one of the Saw movies oh, no way no how nope. forget it no nope. yeah definitely not we, we got away from that real quick
1: All right, um, what is one song that you will always drop everything for? Like, you hear it, you want to dance to it immediately.
2: Oh, wow. Um, that is a tough one. (laughs) I mean, I would would lean towards scenes from an Italian restaurant, but the start Mm -hmm. of it's not a dance part of the song.
1: But once you get into it, you know.
2: Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's more the sing-along at the top of your lungs because it is such a good song. Right. Um, But then again, you know, I'm a big Billy Joel fan. You know, I would probably lean towards, and this will be an unusual call, I'm sure, but <laughs> Housequake by Prince.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I hear so rarely but love it
1: whenever it comes on yeah yeah it's just it's one of those recognizable tunes that you're like where uh-huh. did this come from <laughs> exactly
2: exactly hopefully folks flashed back to remembering <laughs> that song
1: for me it's come on eileen for sure okay when yeah when that one comes on yeah i just i immediately start grooving i don't know what it is well i know what it is it's just It's so fun. (laughs)
2: You're not old enough to remember that song. Come on. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) (laughs) K-State basketball coming up next. K-State women against Kansas. I'll talk to you from Dodge City tomorrow afternoon. Have yourselves a great evening.
0: See ya.